besties. Today, I want to talk about real estate agents and getting your real estate license. Do you really need that to become a successful investor? And what are the pros and cons of weighing out that decision? So the short answer about whether or not you need a real estate license to be a successful real estate investor is it clearly no. You do not need a real estate license to do anything in the real estate investing world. And so if you have no interest in becoming a realtor, realtor is the term for people licensed with the National Association of Realtors. If you don't want to be a realtor or a real estate agent, then you absolutely do not need to get a real estate license. And in some ways, it can even hinder you in your career as a real estate investor. So why would you want to get that license? You would want to get that license if you really want to be a real estate agent. And real estate agent is a great career for people who want to dip their toe into being self-employed, want to try out life as an entrepreneur, and possibly want to do it part-time. Real estate is a great way to make money in your spare time. Although to be a really successful agent, I do recommend going full-time. And if you love the idea of real estate, like when do you know if that's a career for you? I think you have to first love people. You have to love talking to people, working with people, because it's not just clients, buyers and sellers, but also all kinds of vendors and other agents that you're constantly interacting with. If I could describe being a real estate agent, um, I think the best term for it would be project manager. What I like about real estate is that every client is a new project and it's constantly changing. So I don't like monotony and I love the idea of doing something different every day and with every client. So I still love doing client work and I'm at a point in my career where I only work with clients that I truly love to work with and, um, you know, I can have fun with and who respect my time. I think the biggest drawback to being a real estate agent is that it really is a negative reputation industry. We are seen as pests. We are seen as car salesmen or telemarketers in that same salesy framework. And that's because of the way many real estate agents are trained to do business. We're trained to do cold sales, which means cold calling and door knocking, which no one likes. So if you are a realtor and you do those things, or even as an investor doing those things, I just don't recommend it. Personally, because I don't like feeling like basically when someone knocks on my door during dinner or calls my house during dinner, I'm irritated. So I never want to be a source of irritation to people in this world. So that's why I personally wouldn't go that route. However, there are plenty of other ways to be successful in real estate. And I would love to hear from the listeners if this is something that you're interested in hearing more about. I could do a whole show just about how to be a fantastic real estate agent. Believe me, I could probably do a 10 part series or even a whole podcast. But that's not why we're here. We're here to make money in real estate. And making money in real estate through the methods that I've taught in this show and in my courses don't require a license for any of them. So what is the benefit of having a real estate license? Well, there's not a ton. One of them is making commissions on your own deals, right? So if you are selling your own flip, you can sell it yourself and receive that commission. But for many, they consider that a conflict of interest. So even licensed real estate agents who are investors often hire other real estate agents to sell their listings. So is that really a benefit? Two, I would say definitely a better understanding of the real estate process. If you go through the process of getting your real estate license, then you're going to understand as much as anyone else in the industry about real estate law and ethics and how the game works and how the contracts work. And all of that is invaluable. 
However, I teach all of that inside my courses. Plenty of other people teach all of that. So there is no real need to get a real estate license. And a real estate license does cost money. I can only speak for California, but here in California, it costs about $450 to take all of the classes, get the exam prep materials, and take the exam. Then once you become an agent, in order to have access to the MLS, you have to pay fees to belong to the National Association of Realtors, State Association of Realtors, and local associations costs money here in the Bay Area in California. I would say it's between $1,800 and $2,200 per year to be a licensed real estate agent and have full access to the MLS, which means having the ability to open houses that are for sale using lockboxes. So those are the benefits of having a real estate license for someone who is a real estate investor. But what are the cons? What are the negatives of having a real estate license? Well, for one thing, most of the time, distressed sellers who you meet through any of the methods that I've talked about on this show, whether they're your friends and family, whether they're um, referred by other people that you know, or you were driving for dollars and mailing letters to ugly houses or buying internet leads of distressed sellers. A lot of times these people are reaching out for a cash offer because they do not want to work with real estate agents. Some of them really despise real estate agents and others just don't want to pay commission. So the minute that they hear that you're a real estate agent, they either think that one, you're going to want a commission from them or two, you're going to push them to list the house with you for sale instead of making a good deal. And sometimes that kind of dynamic can really get in the way of you negotiating for yourself as best you can. Um, for me, doing both, it's certainly a conversation I have with every single person that I talk to. I, I always let them know that I'm a licensed real estate agent. You also have legal disclosure requirements as a real estate agent. So laws vary in every state. Disclaimer, I am not an attorney. I always advise you to get local trustworthy legal advice for all of your legal needs. Um, but in every market, in every place in the world, in every city, you have a different set of rules and regulations around what you have to disclose and what paperwork you have to use in your real estate transactions. And so when you want to use really simple contracts to make it really easy to make a cash offer for a property off market, sometimes you are not allowed to do that if you're a licensed real estate agent. And finally, as I mentioned before, there is cost. There's cost to having a real estate license. So the benefit would have to outweigh that yearly cost of paying your license fees, your dues, whatever that may be. So if you love people and you love houses and you love sales, real estate can be a great career for you. I am always expanding my team here in the Bay Area. I myself am trying to, over the next several years, transition out of transactional real estate. So if you have really wanted to be a real estate agent and you're considering that as a career, I feel free to reach out to me through DMing me on social, on any platform, or you can email me at remy at remyfortier.com. And I will tell you a little bit about what I think it takes to be a successful real estate agent, how to grow your team. One thing I want to put out there to you is how you can take advantage of a good relationship with an excellent real estate agent. One of the reasons that I have turned my passion towards working with becoming an investor and helping women become investors is because I built my career working with investors as a real estate agent. That's how I learned was by watching them. And I've helped my clients make millions and millions of dollars investing in real estate. And I'm really proud of that. And what made me so invaluable to them was that I learned to become 
a great resource as an agent to my investor clients. And if you are listening to this and you are a real estate agent, I highly recommend working with investor clients. Why? Because when you sell someone their dream home, they're probably not going to buy another home for 10 or more years. So you only have one transaction with them. But when you build a relationship with a real estate investor that buys two or three properties a year, then that's an invaluable relationship because you can earn a commission again and again. So for that, I go above and beyond for my investor clients. And if you're out there and you're becoming a real estate investor in a market where you don't have any experience, you need a real estate agent partner. Can you do it without an agent? Absolutely. You can. And these days there are websites that will sell you all the data that is on the MLS that you can then use in place of having a real estate agent. But it's just really helpful to have someone who has a really good understanding of what a property will sell for when you're done with it. Because even if you're buying it as an Airbnb property, even if you're buying it as a rental property, or of course, flipping that house, you always want to know what is the potential value of this property if I were to fix it up and sell it? What is the potential value of this property if I need to sell it in three years? What do, I, what do you think is going to happen to interest rates over time? What is the school district like in this area? All of that kind of information, real estate agents tend to know in their primary market just off the top of their head if they're good agents who've got their you know connections with the current market. So they're great for, number one, pulling comparable properties. This is something you need to do constantly as a real estate investor. You need to know what are homes, similar size, similar square footage, similar bedroom, bathroom count, selling for in my target market. And the quickest way to do that is not Zillow because that information, it's basically, Zillow is showing you what it wants to show you. Sites like redfinrealtor.com and Zillow, they're going to show you the newest listings. They're going to show you their own listings first. In the MLS, you can really use a data-driven approach when you're looking at comparables. So for example, if I'm looking at a potential investment property, I'm going to pull comps, I'm going to run a search with a half a mile to a mile radius around the subject property, similar square footage, maybe go a little below, a little above in my parameters, similar bedroom and bathroom count, similar age and condition. And that is the same way an appraiser looks at real estate data. So you want to be able to pull those comps and see what are properties selling for in the neighborhood. Can you do that on a site like Zillow, Realtor.com, Redfin, or many others? Yes. But do you know for sure that you're seeing all the data? Not necessarily. Why do you need to see all the data? Well, what if there's a home that looks exactly like the one that you're thinking about buying and flipping? And this is what we call an after home, right? Like a Pinterest worthy remodel that's been completely fixed up. And that brand new staged, gorgeous house, same size as the one you're thinking about flipping, hasn't sold. And it's been sitting on the market for a while. And maybe it's had some price reductions. If that one house doesn't pop up when you're searching on Realtor or Zillow because it's been sitting on the market for a while, so the algorithm won't show it, you're in trouble because you want to know that data before you make an offer on the one that you're thinking of flipping. And hopefully you can see in that example just how important that information is. So pulling comps is essential. If you are buying property on the market, of course, you will need a real estate agent to open doors for you. Yes, there are a lot of tech companies out there looking to make real estate more of an Uber type business model. And uh, that is still a thing. And you can 
definitely like go on Redfin and click a button and an agent will pop up out of thin air and open a door for you. As an agent, I would ask you to respect real estate agents' time. We do not earn money by the hour. We earn money by commission. So if we go and show you three or four houses and then you decide not to buy with us and go and use another real estate agent, then we've just worked for free. And that's not very nice. So I don't recommend that, that you take advantage of agents that way. Another thing I want to talk about is how do you know your agent is a good fit for you? I am super picky about this. I think with every vendor that you work with, and I teach this inside of my course, Investy Besties, you should feel good about the people that you're working with on a gut level. I ask you to check in with yourself and check in with whether or not you feel comfortable with the way they're speaking to you, the way they're treating you. Do they return phone calls? Do they show up on time for appointments? Do they make their appointments? Do they do what they say they're going to do? Do they answer every question that you have? Making sure they do not act like they know things they don't know. So making sure they're not making up answers. And they should have resources related to the things that you're doing. So a good real estate agent that works with investors should know house cleaning companies, painting contractors, property management companies, title companies, loan officers, lenders. They should have those kinds of vetted relationships. I would not as an investor, work with a brand new agent that doesn't know what they're doing yet, that's a better fit for somebody to be mentored. I would definitely look for somebody with some experience. Reviews are subjective. A lot of agents are very aggressive about getting reviews. Many, many agents, like in every industry, offer incentives to write reviews. And so I don't always go 100% by reviews. There could be an excellent agent out there that just doesn't bother chasing reviews and is still very, very good. So use your instincts to determine how you feel. After looking at comparables, some of the most important things that you can gain from your real estate agent, they should understand how the shifts in the economy may affect the market. Now, no one can forecast the future. No one, not even me. And even though I try, I can't do it. But they should know trends. They should be able to spot things like, which direction the interest rates are going and which direction home prices are going in currently. They should have kind of their thumb on the pulse of the market. So as an agent, I know when the market is declining because as I'm writing offers for buyers, I have less and less competition. As I'm listing homes, I see less people writing offers on my listings or maybe lower attendance at open houses. And so that's telling me, hey, the market is turning more towards a buyer's market. Prices are starting to decline. Interest rates are rising. That's information that I share with my email list on a regular basis. Again, if you'd like to join my email list, that's remy at remy4ta.com. That's R-E-M-Y at R-E-M-Y-F-O-R-T-I-E-R.com. You can email me. I'd be happy to add you to that list. And I send market updates to my clients all the time about what's going on in their area. When someone buys a house from me, I set them up a property alert that shows them what's selling in a half mile around their house so they know what their home value is as they live in that house. I think that's important information to have. And so any type of search, if you're an investor and you're thinking about buying a rental property in a certain area, I'm going to do as much data searching for you as I possibly can. I'm going to find out what are the school scores? How long are homes sitting on the market? Are the homes in the area going above or below asking? If you're my client and you're just buying a house for yourself to live in, I'm going to find out those three pending listings around the corner. 
I'm going to call those agents and I'm going to ask them, hey, did that house go above or below asking? Did you get multiple offers? That way I can bring that data back to you and together we can make a decision that helps you not overpay for property. As an investor, my knowledge as a real estate agent absolutely helps me. But again, for you as an investor, it is not necessary to go through the money and the time to become a licensed real estate agent unless you are interested in at least a part-time career as a real estate agent. So I hope this information was really helpful to you. If there's anything that you loved or hated about the information that I shared, I'd love to hear it. You know, when you record a podcast, you really just throw information out to the wind and you hope people are listening. And so sometimes you wonder, is anybody out there? Hello, hello. I know you're out there because I see the download numbers on the show and I certainly appreciate your listenership. If you haven't already, please leave a review or subscribe or send me an email and just say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you, besties. See you in the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, dear listeners for being with me today. If you love the show, please show support for our growth by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whatever platform you're listening on. You can find me on social media on most platforms by searching my name, Remy Fortier. That's F-O-R-T-I-E-R. Or you can join our free Facebook group, The Life We Deserve, Inspired and Wildly Successful, where I drop free trainings and keep you posted on whatever we're working on. As always, thank you for joining in our mission to normalize women building wealth.